0: Uh, We've had so much fun this week with our interviews on the podcast note. Ben Rothenberg of the New York Times came on the Great Shot podcast as well as the mini break to do some talking about the quarter poll of the season, talk about the next gen ATP players who have really shined so far in 2019. If you want to check any of that out, uh, you missed any of that, check out our website, crackedrackets.com. Again, uh, anything you've missed in the tennis world, I promise we're talking about it there. Uh, For today's Cracked Interviews podcast, We are so excited, and listeners of this podcast know... You know, I wasn't the greatest tennis talent, but tennis has always been a part of my life. I played club tennis in college that uses the world team tennis format. You know, it's co-ed, it's guys and girls. You play two men's women's doubles, men's women's singles, and a mixed double set. So it's a format that's near and dear to my heart, and that is why I am so excited to introduce our guest today. He is the former league president of the professional fighters league. He was the president of MBCU's Universal Sports Network, and he is now the CEO of World Team Tennis. Carlos Silva, welcome to the Correct Interviews podcast.
1: Thanks so much. Great to be on.
0: So I obviously have a lot of World Team Tennis questions for you, but for our listeners who don't know, you know, that background is deceiving because I know you grew up and you played tennis at Boston College.
1: I did, yeah. No, it was great. We had a great time at BC uh, playing. We were sort of on the on the heels of the great, you know, golden era of Boston College uh, when Doug Flutie threw the famous pass to Gerard <laughs> Palin. So all the, all the teams benefited from, from Doug Flutie's, uh, you know, great pass there. So we had a lot of fun.
0: And I'm just curious, you know, having the illustrious background you do in sports, uh, was something when, you know, World Team Tennis called you, you were like, oh, this is fast. Like You were so excited to get back
1: involved with the game. Yeah, you know, really. Yeah, that that's almost exactly how it happened. I mean, uh, I, I've you know I've had a lot of great um great experiences, a lot of great jobs, but I just felt like uh, it kind of all came together. Uh, it was maybe the right you know right place at the right time, and with tennis being so you know near and dear, you know to my life and my heart, I felt like uh, everything I've done, I could put this into into rebuilding and, and making world team tennis great over the next few years.
0: And I promise we will get to the serious questions. My last fun one for you, I did a little bit of social media stalking, I'm not going to lie, and I saw a lot of photos of you with tennis shoes, with rackets, you know, you seem to try and stay in good shape. How's your tennis game looking nowadays?
1: Uh, tennis game, solid. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I play quite a bit, I played doubles this morning, you know, playing some good, um, what I call good customer tennis, and having fun. Um, you know, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, just having a good time and, you know, uh, keeping in shape. I, I tend to keep in pretty good shape. So, um, that's not too big of an issue for me with doubles. I, uh, I do a lot of running and swimming and, and biking. Uh, and so I'd stay in pretty good shape from that perspective too.
0: How are the reflexes?
1: Reflex? <laughs> the hands are always good. It's just, you know, the back, <laughs> back gets a little tired or, you know, you can't really hit that serve as big as you used to, but that's okay. Uh, always, always having a good, you know, good time. I, I, uh, I, got lucky the other day cause we're a big, um, a big uh, sponsor of world team tennis. So uh, I told the Wilson guys that I, I play with a Bab a lot and they didn't, they didn't like that. So uh, when I signed <laughs> the deal, I told them that I'd become a Wilson, a Wilson player. So I got a couple of Wilson, a couple of their new Wilson Clash rackets in the in the mail, and I'm uh, all strung up and played with them today for the first time. And had a great uh, great time with them. They're they feel great. They've uh, they've got a lot of life in them, and so I had a good time playing with them today.
0: I say this as respectfully as possible. Are those the zebra rackets?
1: No, those are those are their new um, you know new. They have a little more life in them. I, I, yeah. I you know they've got. Um, Got a little more um, kind of flex in them and like, they're sort of gray and red and black. Um, okay. you know, they're sort of standard Wilson, they're standard Wilson colors. I, I'm not sure which is the new zebra racket, but I've seen it on, on tour here over the last couple of days. <laughs>
0: Well, I was going to say, if that's one, yes, it's very lively. I agree with you there. But yeah, I'm such a huge tennis fan. It's so cool to me to see that you still are playing uh, and get to do all that. I hope to continue to be playing as well. And I will say my reflexes are not good anymore, although I was not nearly the player that you were. Um, But let's let's talk a little world team tennis, because as I mentioned, the concept, and I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, the concept of team tennis, it's so foreign to the sport. It's usually such an individual sport or when it's doubles it's you and a partner uh, but no one else and yet you know the things that so many find appealing about the college game which we at Crack rackets try to promote as best as we can is that it's a team aspect um you know how does the world team tennis on the professional level because in college it makes so much more sense but how do you guys maintain that team framework
1: well you know I, you know as you said i mean for those of us that played college tennis, I mean, being on a team is really great. Um, playing singles, playing doubles, um, being able to finish up your match, win or lose, and then cheer on your teammates is is such a – it's so much fun. And, and uh, you know, either growing up playing, you know, junior tennis or, you know, for those that go on after, you know, after college and get a chance at the pros, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's a pretty – it can be pretty lonely going from stop to stop and so we think it's the greatest you know it's the greatest for you know all the pros is to come and play world team tennis they get to sort of recapture a bit of that feeling a couple of these pros didn't play college tennis they might have gone on tour uh even before a college you know uh, uh you know never had a college career so they get they get to be part of a team and being part of a team is great you know you if you lose your singles match on a night, you've got, you know, four other matches, uh, you know, the, the women and the, the mixed doubles and the men's doubles and the women's doubles that might pick you up. And so you get that support that you obviously don't get when you're out there just playing in a tournament. You know, you lose, you're out, you gotta go back to the practice courts for the next week. And so, you know, the format of, of both men and women on the same team, uh, all working together to try and get their regular season wins and then, you know, advance to the postseason um you know this year this year exciting news about world team tennis is that we've expanded and we've now expanded into eight cities so we've launched two new teams this year that'll start in july in in las vegas the vegas rollers and in orlando florida the uh orlando storm and so uh so expansion great for a league I think there's some excitement there, and uh, we're going to look for more expansion in new cities in 2020 and 2021. So it's a it's it feels like a really good time for team tennis. I think um, I think in general tennis right now it's is sort of got a little bit of a team like sort of positive upswing around around team events with the Labor Cup doing so well over the last few years, and so uh, I think we'll continue to ride the tide there because frankly world team tennis and you know really kind of invented it uh they've you know they've been you know in business well before i showed up for you know sort of 40 some years and now we're going to take that formula and continue to expand it and grow it
0: you mentioned it there the laver cup obviously popular davis cup fed cup you also look at the atp hopman cup or not the atp hopman cup hopman cup now out for the atp cup yeah, there has been an uptick of team events, but as you also mentioned, you know, since 1973 and there's a little break in between, but there has been World Team Tennis now. I guess my question for you guys, you're in 8 cities now as you mentioned. Expansion uh, is always a great thing, but how do you guys as a product continue to build off of that momentum?
1: Well, I think I think look, it's one step at a time. Uh, you know, with any league you you can only do so many things uh, in any one year, and we don't want to do too many things too quickly. Uh, we set some goals. Uh, you know, I joined at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, one of those that first goal was to expand from six to eight teams. Uh, the real um, premise behind that was that we wanted to have a more robust postseason. So now the top four teams from the regular season will advance to postseason. They'll be slotted into semifinals. The number one seed against the number four seed, the number two seed against the three. They'll play in the semis, and then the next night they'll play the finals for the King, the King Trophy uh, on August 3rd. So that was our first goal. Second was really to expand the audience and get more eyeballs on World Team Tennis because it's frankly the best format, the most fun, the most exciting, and, and, and shows not just singles but doubles all in the same night. And we did that, and we were happy to announce a a new uh, TV distribution deal with CBS Sports. And uh, it's great that we're going to have 15 of our matches on CBS Sports Network. But one of the really exciting pieces to the deal is that we're also going to be on CBS. And, um, you know, World Team Tennis has never been on broadcast television. Uh, You know, for those of you that that remember, I mean, I know I watched so many of my U.S. Open's. Uh, as a kid and, and growing up on on CBS and they haven't had um, you know, tennis on CBS in you know a few years now and so I think they're very excited also as our partner to have World Team Tennis on CBS and on CBS Sports Network so that was really the the second piece of it and then the third piece was to uh, to really uh, be a tennis athlete friendly league and what to attract um, you know more and more big names to World Team Tennis, along with all of the players that play. And so we've announced some really great names. Venus is coming back. Francis Tiafoe is coming back. You know, Isner's coming back. Sam Querrey, uh, the Bryan brothers. Um, you know, the list goes to you know, Danielle Collins. The list goes on and on. And, uh, and I think you'll see more of that in the coming weeks with some, some big names uh, across all the teams.
0: Uh, yeah, And so you mentioned a bunch of things there and I know uh you know we got to be quick with your time so I'll try and get through all of them. You talked about that contract with CBS Sports Network. I think even before that something that WTT really capitalized on uh for listeners who don't know it's wtt.tv uh you're able to stream a lot of the matches that are being played. Uh, and, you know, in, in doing my research for this podcast, I, I read up on you, Carlos, and, you know, you're kind of a digital guy in terms of broadcasting and being involved in that. Can you talk about the WTT.TV component and how important it is to have online, you know, streaming at this
1: point? Well, you know, it, there's really a, it's really a three-pronged approach. And I think, uh, you know, as we look at distribution you got to look at distribution across all the platforms so we have three we have three distribution platforms as we look at 2019 and 2020 that'll be wtt.com uh every single match will be available on wtt.com the matches that are not on cbs sports network or cbs will be live on wtt.com and so it's a, a important platform to to not only put it out here in the US, but to put it out around the world. We got a lot of international players that are part of World Team Tennis. And so WTT.com will continue to grow. Uh, We're working on some new technology and some, there'll be some announcements here in the next couple of weeks about more things that we're doing on WTT.com with data as well. The the second piece is cable. And so our partnership with CBS Sports Network, uh, one of the top sports network on cable, will give us that access here in the US. And those shows will also bring in some, um, some new graphics and some new talent and on-air hosts to them. And then the third, the third um, uh, leg in the, you know, in the stool, if you will, is the biggest reach you can get, which is broadcast. And that is our CBS, um, our night CBS uh, broadcast. And so you put those three together and it becomes a, a, very, um, uh, a very balanced distribution to try and bring the biggest audience, Uh, Because we've got some great athletes playing World Team Tennis. We want the biggest audience to to see them. And certainly for our sponsors and partners, uh, we want to continue to grow the audience.
0: One of the best ways the WTT can distinguish itself from other parts of the year, it's unique format, right? You have men and women on the same team playing together. Uh, You have the no ad scoring. You have the shorter set. And it's just a faster pace. Uh, Do you you think that's really it, the format itself, is what can help the WTT distinguish itself from the rest of uh, the sport?
1: Yeah, I I really do. I mean, I think... What's also interesting about World Team Tennis is we play five sets, but those five sets are only to five games, and each of the games are no ad scoring. So if you really look at a, a set of singles, men's singles or a set of female sing, you know, women's singles or, or doubles, you know, in about 20 or 25 minutes, the set is complete. So I think it creates also a great, perfect um, you know, snack or, or, or bite-sized chunk for distribution, whether it's on TV or online. Uh, I think with, with all of our attention spans getting shorter and shorter, I think we all know that, that each of the sports sort of suffer there uh, with, with the match being five sets long, that could even be a little bit of a long night, but you know what, if you wanted to watch the women's singles, cause that's a great match that night, you could tune in. And in 20 minutes, you can get your, your results and enjoy it. And then you could catch up on the results of the entire match later.
0: I completely agree with you. As I mentioned, part of the fun of club tennis, uh, getting to just – the, the pace of it getting to alternate you play a tight men's doubles match and then all of a sudden you know it's women's doubles, women's singles and you have to make up for it the whole time because it's not how many sets you wins, it's the individual games uh, you've mentioned players as well Francis Tiafo, John Isner the Bryans Azarenka Venus the list goes on and on yet the, the toughest part of the WTT I, I just have to imagine you know player retention getting these players to commit given how long the season is and just um all of uh, just all that comes with uh, being a professional tennis player. And yet I think the time slot you guys pick that middle of July before August starts, you know, before city open Cincinnati in full swing. uh, Is that something that you're concerned with as well? Finding an opening and making sure it's easy for these players to play these events.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Look, this season, uh, the tennis season is full. Uh, I think we've heard from many of these athletes that they need a little bit of a rest. Uh, I think the nice thing about World Team Tennis is that even though it's another event, another um, you know, few weeks of a season, uh, it, it, although it, it, it's got many events, you know each of them are, are short. You know if they go play a tournament, they might play three, four or five times to get through the tournament, two out of three sets, or obviously in the case of a major three out of five sets, in World team tennis, it might just be a set to five if they're just playing singles. So even though they might be playing a few times in a week, they're not playing that much tennis, and it gives them the ability to try some things. Um, certainly, the way that we work with the ATP and the WTA is something that uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, sitting down with them and and working together, uh, you know, as we get through this 2019 season and beyond. Because uh, you know, obviously, finding the right slot and the right um, place in the calendar is important for everyone and. And look, and then for everyone, we know there's going to be issues in 2020 because we've got the Olympics. And so there's yet another event that's 17 days long that, uh, that would get in the middle of some of it. So uh, you know, we'll continue working on it. Pretty happy with where we are in 2019. Um, July 14th is the kickoff of the season, and it'll conclude on August 3rd with our finals in Las Vegas.
0: And we talked about the streaming platform and how that's going to help, you know, the WTA reach out to all of these audiences, but I, I want you to give a pitch to our listeners of why they should come to a match and experience it for themselves if, you know, they're in an area close to one of these teams.
1: Well, you know, I think I think like like so many sports, um, look, HD is great, streaming is great, but I, I don't think you can really appreciate what it's like to see you know, John Isner hit serve until you've seen him hit a serve. Um, And it's one thing to see him hit a serve at the U.S. Open in a stadium with, you know, 15 or 20,000 people. Uh, The really great thing about World Team Tennis is you're going to be coming out very intimate stadiums, uh, you know, a couple thousand people. Uh, You're going to get up close. It's going to feel very much maybe like, um, uh, you know, like, you know, like, like a, a country club kind of a setting. And, you know, to be able to see these players, see how fast they are, see how hard they hit the ball, see how great the Brian brothers hands are with reflex volleys when you're sitting just a couple of ways away, uh, you know, in a very intimate, you know, setting and then getting the chance to see them before the match and after the match warming up and maybe even get an autograph, I think is just a really unique experience in sports. And, and I think it's something that World Team Tennis does, um, you know, really uniquely as all these sports get bigger and bigger and the athletes get farther and farther away from, from the fans. We want to continue to do the opposite and, and really make it feel like um, when you leave that stadium on a given you know, night, whether you're in Orange County or you're in Orlando or Philadelphia or DC or any of our, our teams that you, you got up close and personal with, with all of these players.
0: And uh, that is – I think it's the same sort of sentiment as a college tennis match for listeners who haven't experienced the WTT but have done that – The way, as you mentioned, you're able to cheer for your home city team. You can just, in the team environment, these players are more receptive to that sort of audience. It is just a unique thing about it. Uh, another just fascinating aspect of the WTT, and this is a stupid thing, the court colors. Can you explain why we have a multicolored court uh, in these events?
1: Uh, you know, I, I can, but I could also, you know, tell you that we have some pretty exciting news. Uh, you know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't uh, haven't released it yet, but we're going to release it soon uh, that we're going to be moving. We've done some analysis on the best court colors for visibility. Uh, And although we've had a it's been an icon of World Team Tennis to have the multicolored court for years as we're doing more and more streaming, especially uh, it's tougher to see the ball on that multicolored court. And even some of the feedback we've gotten from the players, it's a little tough to see that ball. The players are all getting ready for the U.S. Open. They're getting ready for some big tournaments. So we're going to be going. We're going to be releasing uh, some more, what I call uh, more traditional court colors uh, in the next couple of weeks. And happy to send it to you uh, when we release it. But uh, uh, the, there will, I can tell you, there will not be a multicolored court in World Team Tennis. Uh, we're going to be uh, release a new court, which I think is going to be really exciting the next couple weeks.
0: Look, I know I am in no position to be dishing out any sort of ideas to you, but I would say, what if you allowed every team to design their own court? And that sort of uh, like, plays into the we, home field.
1: We we have talked about that, and that is something that we will probably look at in 2020, much like the NBA has done from you know the Garden having the parquet floor. To uh, you know, to the Hawks, to the to the you know the, the beehives, to, yeah. you know all of these great, all of these great you know courts that are in the NBA. That is something that we'll we are thinking about, uh, and so uh, we'll keep you tuned in on it.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. My other idea, uh, and or it's not even an idea, but just something I noticed in doing research for this. Back in the day, they used to have a World Team Tennis All Star event. Has there been any discussion of bringing that back?
1: There has been, and I think it's likely that you'll see that as well.
0: You've done oh, that's some
1: great research. You've done some <laughs> great research here. Look, I, I, when I saw
0: your resume, I was like, "God, I better come prepared." Like, I don't want to screw this <laughs> one up. So, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> look, I, I, I can read Wikipedia. I know how to get my way around. There um, you go. But yeah, all right. Well, then, with all that said, um, I, I just want to ask you two more things. One is a serious question, then a quick rapid fire, just so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you before we go. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right, so then my final serious question to you. The 2019 uh, World Team Tennis season begins July 14th. I believe it goes through the 29th, maybe the 30th. Uh, what is the pitch you want to give, the final pitch to our listeners, of why they should be tuning in this season?
1: Look, I, th- I, think, uh, I think if you enjoy great sports up close, exciting, with both men and women competing – uh, there's no other platform like World Team Tennis. It gives the ability uh, of the viewers to really get to know the, know these players and see them in a way they've never seen them before. You know, to see Venus Williams high-fiving her teammates when they're playing because she's sitting on the bench and cheering for them uh, is something that I think is just unique for tennis. You don't get to see it very often other than Davis Cup, Fed Cup. Uh, that I don't also think that the kind of uh, recognition that they deserve. And I think World Team Tennis is going to continue to to build it. And I think you've got to tune in to watch because I think you're going to have a great time. And if you're in a city and near uh, one of our eight cities, I would highly encourage you to come out. It's a super great summer night. Lots of fun for all ages. Great music and great uh, fan exposure to the athletes.
0: And I, also, in my research, I noticed there used to be a team in Detroit. As a uh, suburb of Detroit native, you know, bring it back to Michigan, please. We would love to have it. Because I'm trying to go to as many. We'll matches put it on as the possible. short list. <laughs> It's like bidding for uh, an Amazon place, right? It's a, it's That's that right. exclusive company. All right, that is awesome. Well, Carlos, then the final thing I want to do with you our rapid fire segment. I'm going to throw a bunch of questions your way, and you know, whatever answer comes to the top of your mind, just throw it out there. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Favorite city in the world? Rome. Favorite meal? Pizza. (laughs) Great answer. Favorite tennis
1: player? John McEnroe.
0: Oh, interesting. I I thought you might go with fellow BC grad Mark Lucero, who uh, obviously has made some (laughs) waves in the tennis world. Would have been a a good suck-up answer. Um but all right, we'll do another one. Favorite non-tennis athlete?
1: Um, Usain Bolt.
0: <laughs> so you're an Olympics guy.
1: He's an, inc- he's an incredible, incredible athlete.
0: All right, this is not a rapid-fire question, but just uh, on the topic of the Olympics. Men's tennis going from 3 out of 5 to 2 out of 3 in the final. Any thoughts?
1: You know, look, I think it's just kind of the way the the way the world is now. I think, look, three out of five, I, obviously, I think, gives the opportunity for the best player to win. But I think the world has a hard time, you know, sitting through a, a 5 match in today's world. Um, I think it makes it faster. I think it makes it a bit more of a toss-up. So I think from that perspective, um, it's exciting. It also probably gives more – uh, more countries and more athletes a chance to win a gold medal. And I think winning a gold medal, I love that winning a gold medal has become just as important as winning a major. As I look at what's happened, you know, sort of since Agassi won his gold um, and was the first, you know, the first player to quote, win the golden Slam, or, or maybe it was Steffi. I can't remember if Steffi did it first or Andre, but in any case, the goal, you know, winning, winning a gold medal is important. And, um, You know, you look at Roger Federer, the the greatest player ever, and he's not won a gold in singles. And so it's really, uh, you know, become important. I think going to two out of three will give more people a chance to win it.
0: My answer to that would be I'm a huge Andy Murray fan, and he doesn't win the 2012 U.S. Open without coming back from that Wimbledon loss and winning the Olympics the next week. It was a you know one of the breakthrough right. moments for him. So I completely agree with you. Uh, whatever it takes to keep people tuned into the Olympics because it's one of our best uh, features in the sport. Uh, two more questions for you, and then I'll let you go. You mentioned this: uh, the pace of play. You've seen both. You've played both ad or no ad scoring?
1: Uh, I really like no ad scoring. I think no ad scoring is where the world's got to go. Um, I think, you know, deuce games that go, you know, 15, you know, 10, 15 deuces, uh, people turn the channel. Uh, people tune out. Uh, so I think uh, I think no ad scoring is a, a glimpse of the the future. I mean, we've obviously been playing it for a long time in college. We've been playing it forever in world team tennis. I think you're going to see more of it. Especially with what's happening now with doubles on the ATP.
0: You mentioned college. Your favorite Big East championship of your four? The Stumper.
1: That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, pro- probably, um, uh, probably be my. Maybe my number one doubles with uh, with Luis Nunez, just a, a really good dear friend of mine from from Colombia that I played with and and won that that title with.
0: Oh, I read an article. You know, your coach says while Luis is playing one, you're really working your way up there. You might also play one by the end of the season. I think it was in like a – who wrote it? Sean Hennessy or something? I don't don't remember. (laughs) But it was a funny article I saw. All right. My last question to you, and again, uh, we appreciate you taking the time, and this one may get you in a little bit of trouble. The 2019 World Team Tennis Champions will be –
1: The, 20, the 2019 World Team Tennis Champions will be...
0: The fans. Say it. I'm waiting for it.
1: Will be CBS Sports Network. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is a perfect answer. Well, we can leave it there. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much again for taking the time. We really appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, uh, all of the work you've done uh, for the World Team Tennis, getting that streaming going, we really appreciate it. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, had a great time. Talk soon.
0: Yeah, all right. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.